Hello, and welcome to the Soul Full of It podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Raquel. On today's episode, it's just going to be me and you and this conversation. If you enjoy this episode, please remember to go give me a five-star rating on iTunes and share it out with your networks. Okay, let's jump into this. This is a topic that I have actually been wanting to do for a while. When I first sat down and wrote out a whole list of topics that I knew I wanted to talk about on this podcast, Boundaries was in my top five. So it's something that's been on my radar for a long time, and it's honestly something that I've really struggled with, and I don't think that's a unique experience. I think many people like myself, perhaps you listening to this now, have had some trouble enacting boundaries, especially with people that you love, people that you've known a really long time, but even with people that you meet. It could be anybody, honestly. So this episode is going to be about boundaries and holding space for yourself. When we're children, we don't get to choose our boundaries in the same way that we do as empowered adults. There's a big difference. And an example that comes to mind is think about you know that family member that you may have that you don't really like. Something is off about them. Maybe it's like your drunk uncle who comes to Thanksgiving just completely trashed every year. And even as a child, you're intuitive and you know like something is off. For some reason, when my uncle, and this is just an example, but whenever he's there at the family function, I kind of don't want to be there. Something feels unsafe. Something feels wrong. And inside of me, in my heart, in my soul, I'm hearing a no. But as a child, I don't get to speak that. And even if I do have the courage to speak it, it's really hard to be heard, especially when other people in the family maybe are okay with it. And their boundary isn't there. Well, yeah, he's just a drunk. Yeah, well, he shows up that way every year. This is just who he is. We love him regardless. And again, this isn't just me being like, hey, drunk people can't come to family functions. Honestly, sometimes you need to get drunk to survive family function. It really depends on the family. But as children, we just don't have access to setting strong boundaries in the same sense that we do as adults. And I think that kind of adds to why people struggle as adults with setting healthy boundaries. Because in these years that are so important to creating the way that we see ourselves in the world, while we were children that carry forward with us as adults, we were taught in many ways that our boundaries didn't matter. And I'm here to tell you, fuck that. Boundaries do matter. And maybe you're a person who is lucky and you spoke out boundaries and they were really respected in your family or around you as a child. And if that's the case, you were really lucky. And that's really awesome. Shout out to your family and your parents for being so evolved to be able to hear you. And good for you that you were a child who had the courage to speak out on a boundary that you needed to be respected. That's really difficult work. Or anybody. I mean, look at us as adults struggling to set boundaries. As children, that's even harder. But as adults, we do have choice. Sure, you may go to work with somebody that you don't absolutely love working with, but you choose to work there. And you can remove yourself, whether that is getting yourself into a different department in the same job, maybe you move to a different location. 
Maybe you just don't sit in the same desk that's next to the person who, for some reason, is just totally off. And I mean, it could be other boundaries too. Maybe they have horrible body odor and your boundary is like, guess what? I don't want to smell that. And you have every right to not smell that. And this is where I think boundaries can get kind of a bad reputation because the perception of your boundary may be that your boundary isn't nice. And to that I say, boundaries aren't supposed to be nice. That's not the purpose of them. This episode isn't called Nice Boundaries, Holding Space for Yourself and Everybody Else's Feelings because we got to make sure that everybody else feels fine all the time. That is not the title of this episode because boundaries don't have to be nice. And I'm not saying like set wicked mean boundaries to cause trouble at the office or with your relationships or whatever. It's just the reality is that you're not setting a boundary to impress or please another person. And for anybody to expect that your boundary is quote, nice by their definition of it is frankly unfair and unwarranted because your boundaries are about you, not about them. As adults, we have an ability and we have a responsibility to advocate for ourselves. And many of the people in our lives who are there are there because we've chosen them. And again, back to the family thing, Yes, we don't get to choose our families. That is true. But at the same time, yes, we do get to choose as adults how we interact with our families and where our boundaries are with our families as we grow older or, of course, our friends. And there is a lot of choice in friendships. Every friend that I have is there because I want them to be there. I don't have a single friendship in my life as an adult that is there because I feel that I have to have them there because I don't have a choice because they're my drunk uncle showing up to fucking Thanksgiving. That is not the situation with my friends and it shouldn't be the situation with any of your friends either or anybody that you're choosing to interact with. So what is a boundary exactly? It is a limitation that you set on a personal level. It's a line that you draw in the sand that says what you will and what you will not allow. And why do we wanna set boundaries? Why does this matter? We need to set boundaries because it helps us prioritize our self-care. It empowers us to communicate what is and what isn't cool with us. And it also helps us avoid resentment towards someone who may cross one of our boundaries without knowing it if we haven't communicated it. And Sometimes someone crossing your boundary is how you find out that your boundary is there. It's not a really fun experience, but I'm willing to bet that if you think about it, you can come up with a few instances where you found out that you had a boundary somewhere that you didn't know about until someone crossed it. So the point and purpose of setting clear boundaries in your life is so that you can avoid that because it's messy and it's not fun. And you don't have to go through that if you are clear about what your boundaries are in the first place. And there are a lot of different types of boundaries. There are verbal boundaries that have to do with language, how you allow others to speak to you, 
and how you speak to others. There are physical boundaries. This can be having to do with your personal space. Maybe you're okay with some people touching you, but other people you don't actually want to touch you at all. There can be emotional boundaries. An example of an emotional boundary might be not tolerating liars or people who guilt trip you. There's also spiritual boundaries. And when you go looking for different types of boundaries online, which I did because I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any, spiritual boundaries really aren't being spoken about. And I feel that they are incredibly important. And this can look like where you practice your spirituality, how you practice your spirituality, or with who you practice your spirituality. All of those things can have a boundary or multiple boundaries set, and they should be respected. And here's the thing about boundaries. They can change from situation to situation, and they can also change from person to person. You may be okay with your sister taking a sip of your drink, but are you going to be okay with the barista at Starbucks taking a sip of your drink? Probably not. And that is your right. That is your boundary. But it does change from situation to situation and from person to person. And ultimately, that's up to you. And that's the choice that you get to make when you set a boundary. So how do you go about setting a boundary? I want to equip you with what I'm going to call the three C's, which is clarity, communication, and commitment. The first one is clarity because you need to get clear about the situation or the person at hand and where your boundary is. Sometimes that means that you need to sit with it, you need to meditate on it, you need to go for a walk and just connect to nature and your higher self and hear your soul speak about what you're okay with and what you're not okay with. The second one is communication and that is because you are your best advocate in this life, period about boundaries, about anything in life. You are here to have your own back. You're your own greatest cheerleader, and it's on you to make sure that other people know what your boundaries are. So you need to take the next step after you gain clarity and communicate what the boundary is. And number three, commitment. You have to be committed to holding strong on your boundaries. You will likely encounter people in your life whose response to your boundary is to ask or even demand that you explain it. They may even make it appear as though you owe them an explanation. And here's the thing. You don't owe anyone an explanation for your boundaries because how you feel is not up for debate. So committing to your boundary is very, very important because it's like a practice. If you set a boundary with somebody and then you back out of it and then you try to set that same boundary, you're going to find that that's very difficult to do. You're gonna get more people asking you to explain yourself. It may become more emotionally charged and it can essentially backfire on you. But if you have clarity, and you communicate effectively, and then you commit to your boundary, you will be in a much better place than people who maybe don't have clarity, haven't communicated maybe at all what their boundary is, and then fail to commit to it. 
A really wise friend of mine once told me, no is a complete sentence. Sometimes all that you need to say is no. And that is a strong word to use when you set a boundary. Someone says, well, can you explain to me why it is that you don't want to do this thing with this person? Your answer can be no. It can also be, this is how I feel. And that is all that you need to say. Of course, you're welcome to explain if you feel that that's necessary. But the reason that I caution against it is because often folks want to hear an explanation so that they can talk you out of your boundary or reason with you about why your boundary is illogical. But the thing about setting boundaries is that my boundary isn't set for your benefit. My boundary is set for my benefit. And that is nothing against any other person. It is just me holding space for myself. And that is my right. And that is your right too. I also think that it's really important to mention that you don't owe anybody an apology for your boundary. If you set a boundary and someone doesn't love it, which is going to happen many times, probably, (laughs) if it hasn't happened to you before in your life, I guarantee at some point in time, you will set a boundary and someone won't love it. You don't need to apologize for your boundary. It's that simple. It's really important to sit with yourself and figure out, am I apologizing because of how you feel about something? Or am I apologizing because I actually owe you an apology? Because if you're giving out apologies to people for things that you genuinely aren't in the wrong about, and here's the thing, your feelings, they're not right or wrong. They're just how you feel. And you have the right to feel. So if you're apologizing for how you feel, you're telling people that how you feel doesn't matter. And more importantly, you're telling yourself that how you feel doesn't matter. And that is so detrimental to your self-love, to your self-care, and it can lead to self-sabotaging, especially when it comes to not speaking on your boundaries. When people cross them and then suddenly you're resentful or angry and you don't know why, it's because you have no clarity around what your boundaries are. Or you have the clarity and you never spoke up about it. And speaking up about your boundaries can be really, really hard, especially when you really love the person or you've known them a really long time or you've never set a boundary with them before. And setting a boundary with a person in a position of authority is maybe one of the most difficult boundaries that you can set. And what I mean by that is that if you look up to someone, maybe they're a parent or an older sibling, a teacher, a friend, or a mentor, then that person has a stronger influence on you than most other people do simply because you look up to them, simply because you admire them. And influence is power. I didn't speak out about a boundary that I had recently 
because there was someone that I admired, someone that I trusted, and someone that I really looked up to that hadn't enacted that boundary. And it made me think that my feelings must have just been wrong. And that my gut instinct, that I wasn't safe, that I didn't feel grounded, that something felt off, that it was all in my head. And I argued with that inside of myself for months, actually. And I was leaning so much into trusting this other person who had influence over me that I wasn't trusting myself. And setting a boundary and committing to a boundary is you telling yourself, hey, I trust you. And that is super fucking magical. It is also super fucking important. And because I didn't speak out on the boundary that I had within myself and the feelings that went around that boundary for longer than I should have waited, when I did speak my boundary, it wasn't well received. In fact, it was harder for my no to be heard because I waited to speak out about it. And I was met with a lot of resistance, a lot of questions, a lot of, you're going to have to explain yourself in order to receive my validation. And here's the thing. How I feel and what my boundary is does not require anybody else's validation. Just because somebody else has a boundary that's different from your own, or perhaps they don't have any boundaries at all, doesn't mean that your boundaries have to mirror theirs. And if they don't respect your boundaries, then ultimately, they're just not respecting you. I'm an inclusive person by nature, in large part because I have been a loner. I have felt like an outsider many times in my life, especially because I'm so outspoken. Not everybody appreciates that. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> That's okay. But what I've come to know is that not everyone deserves a seat at the table of my life. And that doesn't mean that I don't want them to eat. It means that I'm allowed to prioritize my own feelings and safety without explanation or apology, and that if someone doesn't like it, then that's just reassurance that the boundary I have set absolutely needed to be there. And the same thing is true for you. Because when you set a boundary, you are holding space for yourself. So hold space for yourself. And remember that your feelings are not up for debate. If you really enjoyed this episode, I recommend that you go check out a podcast called Tarot for the Wild Soul. Episode 65 is titled Unfuck Withable Boundaries, and it connects the topic of boundaries to tarot. It's very cool. It definitely inspired me to put out this episode in a big way and speak about it from my own perspective. And I know if you enjoy this episode, you will really appreciate what Lindsay Mack has to say on this topic. She's a total badass and one of my favorite podcasts for sure. But that's all that I have for you guys today. And if I could leave you with one thing, 
It's to take care of yourself. So please take good care of yourself. 